I am so excited to be with you guys today. In fact, I'm still just excited just about the new year. I know that we just crossed over into February right now, but I still got January pumping through my veins. I don't know, man, we just got off to a really great start, I feel like, here in our church. Uh, 21-day challenge. How many of you guys went through that this last See, this is what I'm talking about. I don't think our church has ever had that kind of buy-in or commitment, and that's what I'm hearing from guys and from ladies right now, the mileage that, that we have gained and gone, gone forward as a result of that. And I think the biggest thing that excites me is just what I'm feeling within the church at large. You guys feeling it right now? Man, it's good to be a part of Church on the Move right now, and I'm so excited about it. I was uh, really thankful for Pastor Witt to come and to start this group off in the right way a month ago. Just a great word. If you guys missed out on that, man, get on the podcast. You owe it to yourself to hear what he had to say about how we can make this our best year yet. And I got to give him a little bit of thanks today. I told him afterwards, uh, I don't know if you could have possibly set me up any better for what we're going to talk about today, because all of those things that he talked about, we're going to kind of just build on that. But what these things all have in common, guys, is time. And that is something that is a favored subject of mine, and I love to talk about it. That's what we're going to deal with today, is your time and how to make that a little bit better. But first of all, before we dive into that, let me just see if I'm in the right place, and let me see if you guys can identify with some of the things that uh, most of us guys struggle with at some point in time. I'm just going to ask you right now, does this sound like you? You're busy, and yet you're not sure at the end of the day just really what you did accomplish. Or perhaps you just feel like your day is going from one urgent demand to another, and you just don't seem to have enough time for the really important things. Do you guys identify with one or more of those things today? Man, I get you. I feel you. I have lived with some of those things more than what I want to admit. And the good news is, if that sounds like you... You're in the right place this morning, because I got some stuff that I know that will help you. It has helped me. It has helped countless other guys I've been able to share with, and it's a pleasure just to hang out with you guys today. I, I got to tell you, I love men's meetings, but I love early morning men's meetings, because that just kind of like culls the herd a little bit. Those of you guys who are here, first of all, it's Friday morning. It's not Monday morning, you know. I mean, it's Friday. You guys have already put in a full week. And you set out some time to come here to invest in yourself, to invest in your family. You're my kind of guys. We're going to have a blast here today. Good for you guys. Now, here's I'm going to give you a little preview of coming attraction, where we're going to go in the next few moments. In these next few moments here, we're going to discover that there really is hope, no matter how time-starved you feel like you might be. And I want to tell you guys, you don't have to feel like a victim of your circumstances. And I know that some of you do. I spent a big part of my life feeling like that, that I was being pulled from pillar to post and being driven by everybody else's agenda and circumstances that just happened around me. You don't have to feel like that. And you're also going to discover that you really can determine how you can spend your time instead of just being frustrated about how it got spent. I hate that. We're also going to find out how to make sure that real priorities get done. That's really going to be the heart of it today. And how you can create a master template so that you can determine how you are going to spend your time. And the main thing here, guys, is I want for every one of you to be able to start every day from this day forward with a feeling of energy and focus 
so that you can go into this day having a, a sense of peace and just a can-do attitude. That's my goal for me. That's my goal for all of you today. We're going to talk today about time for what matters. And I'm going to give you four steps here to get your time back in control. And the reason I like to talk about time, guys, is I am firmly convinced that it is probably the most valuable resource that God has entrusted to each and every one of us. We all got the same amount. We only have 24 hours a day. And you can't create anymore. And sometimes you think that you look at a guy who just seems to be crushing it. I mean, he is getting so much done, and you're saying, how does the guy do it? He's got this great family. He's killing it in business. He's involved in the church. Certainly, he's got more time than me. And, of course, we all realize, sadly, no, we all got the same amount. And once today is over, you're not going to get it back. So you got to make sure that you are using it wisely. And yet we all realize we've got so much that is crying for our attention. Everybody wants a little bit of a piece of us. There's only so much of us to go around, and there's only so much time available. And yet we've all been to that place where we just feel like we're out of control. We've had that feeling of, my gosh, how am I going to be able to do all of this stuff? How can I fulfill all of these goals and aspirations to be a dad, to be a husband, to be a, to be a leader within my community? How do I get this thing done? And consequently, too many of us have spent too many days coming to the end of it. We hit our head on the pillow and we're just exhausted and wondering, just what did I do? I mean, am I on target at all? What in the heck was that all about today anyway? And I hate that. I don't like spending my day just being busy and not really knowing where that thing went. So in contrast to that, what if you could begin creating time today for things that really do matter? And I mean start today. To be able to live on purpose proactively instead of just spending your time reactively. Does that get your attention? It's got a good ring to it, doesn't it? Every time I say that, it feels pretty good to me. That's what I want. I want to live on purpose proactively instead of just spending my time reactively. Well, I've got some good news for you, and this applies to everybody in this room. At the beginning of this next week, we are all going to start off with 168 hours that you got to get the job done. That's the good news. The bad news is it's not really as much is what it sounds like, and here's the reason why. I did a little bit of study on just the average American guy today in the United States and how we spend our time. And you're going to be able to say, yeah, that's not quite this, not quite that, but you're going to be able to see where this is going. In fact, most of us are spending our days something like this. We're going to spend about 56 hours a week in sleep. That's about eight hours a day, and already you guys are saying, man, I wish I got eight hours a day of sleep, but just bear with me here. The average person is going to spend at least 40 hours a week at work, 10 hours in eating. Isn't that amazing? We spend at least 10 hours just eating each and every week, three to four hours in just commuting, and that's just a 20-minute one-way commute to work. You're going to spend another three to four hours just showering and getting dressed, another 12 to 13 hours in just doing those honey-do lists, the lawn maintenance, the yard, you know, food prep, that kind of stuff. And here's the one that is really a whole other subject in and of itself. But the average American today is going to spend 20 hours each and every week watching TV. 
And of course, then we end up spending our time complaining about how we have no time to do some of the things that matter. But that's where a lot of this goes. And if you add up all of those things, you're going to find out that this leaves you with only, out of those 168 hours, only 21 hours a week or just three hours a day for the things that really matter. The things that we say are important to us. Time with people. Life-sustaining activities that you really do value and you say that you want and you wish you got these things done, but week after week, they just keep getting squeezed out. That can just keeps getting kicked down the road and that's why we're griping so much. What kinds of things? Well, things like spiritual enrichment. These are the things that are important to us. Having some meaningful time with your spouse. I need to sow into my, into my marriage. Or just having quality time with your kids. Personal development. All of us want to sharpen the saw. We all want to get smarter. We want to get better. We want to have some time to read. We want to listen to some of those podcasts. When do I get that in? And, of course, we all know we ought to exercise. But, man, that's the deal that gets pushed off so easily. And here's the one that I love to talk to guys about because we all want it, just time to recharge. It's called a hobby. You guys ever heard of a hobby? Uh, some of us haven't thought about a hobby in a long time, but you deserve to have that time. And last but certainly not least is just having time for church, to be involved and to worship with a family of believers, to be involved as God has gifted us, to serve other people, to be a part of a small group. These are the things that we generally complain about and say, I don't have time for the important things. You have a very limited amount of time, and that, my friend, is why we often feel the squeeze. These are the things that truly matter. I'm not going to throw any stones today. The reason I'm talking to you guys today is I've earned the right to talk about it. I have been there. I didn't set out. I've been studying time management for almost 40 years right now, and it wasn't because I thought this would be a pretty cool topic to give a, give a workshop on someday. I did it out of sheer survival. Years ago, I was also a young dad being involved in a great church, growing like crazy. I wanted everything that God had for me. We were just going and blowing and just killing it. I had two sons at home, and I before I knew it, I ended up having five little ones running around. I wanted my marriage to get better. I wanted to have a great relationship with my kids. And it just kept getting more and more stacked on top of me. And I had to figure out how we're going to do this thing. And there's a lot that we can talk about. We talk about time management. In fact, most of the time when I bring that subject up, guys are just saying, Oh, man, yeah, what software are you using? What's the best app that you have found here lately? Or what's your favorite productivity tip? And I want to tell you guys, we could geek out over all of that stuff today. And man, I'm ready to dive in. I love that stuff, to be real honest. Let's get in it. I'm constantly looking for the technologies that will help move us forward. But I'm just going to tell you, we're not going to talk about any of that today. And the reason is because that doesn't matter. What we're going to focus on here are just four things that are going to help you to get your time back in control to accomplish the things that truly matter within your lives, and we're going to move forward quickly. These are the foundational things that when I meet with guys like Mark and others that I have a privilege to stand along with, Mark comes to me and he says, as he said, we want to talk about food. Great, let's deal with your time. This is where we're starting. 
you understand the things that we're talking about today and everything else in your life gets a whole lot better. I take at least 30 days with my guys just to be able to pound these things in. So here's the first thing of these four things that I want you to understand today. And it is my foundational premise, and it's good news. I'm a good news guy. But it may mess with you a little bit. It may be a little bit of a paradigm shift, and you might even find yourself mentally sparring with me a little bit just to kind of keep your composure. But here it is, and I stand by it. Number one, you have all the time that you need today to do what God wants you to do, the things that really matter. I will never promise you that you can get everything done that you can think of, that you could do, the opportunities that come your way, or the things that everybody else would like you to do. There's no way. It's impossible. But you can do the things that God wants you to do, the things that really, really matter that we just outlined. And the reason I say that is this. My firm conviction is that God created us on purpose for a purpose, and along with that purpose, he has given us all the responsibilities, these, these, uh, these roles, and he's going to give us everything that we need in order to get those things done. When he calls, he equips. He's a fair God. He's a just God. And so if we assume that that is true, that he's going to give us the time that we need to do what we really need to do, then every time that we feel like we don't have enough time, then something's out of whack. We've either committed to too much, we've gotten things out of order, perhaps our plan just isn't right. And again, there's no shame, there's no condemnation, there's no guilt in that. We're all on this journey constantly learning how to juggle all of our responsibilities and the options to use our time wisely. But I can guarantee you this, guys, that if you leave your schedule up to somebody else, or if you leave it up to chance, or you leave it up to hope so, or the expectations of other people, you will always end up finishing out your days and your weeks with one of those what the moments. You're going to have to take responsibility for it. And you can do just that. Now, fortunately, I found this out a long time ago, that life is more about choices than it is about chances. That's really really good news. Now, if you want to just blame everybody else, then that's bad news for you today, but listen to me. You will never be able to control everything or everybody else uh, in your life. You can't control everything that happens to you, but you can control how you're going to respond to it, can't you? Absolutely. And that's the tension. Yeah, we, we, don't, we can't just blow up to everything. We can't just overreact. No, we have the choice of how we're going to respond. And you can control more than what you think. Every time that I talk seriously with somebody about their time, I'll get a list of what they consider to be their biggest time wasters. And the thing that always emerges after just a little bit of study there is even though they would like to believe that, those, that most of their time wasters are other people, or circumstances in their life, the vast majority of the things that are time wasters in our lives generally end up being self-inflicted, self-imposed, things that we have control over. Now, at first, it feels bad, and it seems like bad news, but it's really good news because who do you have the most control over? You. 
You can't control other people. You can't control the weather. You can't control other circumstances. But I can choose how I'm going to respond. And you do have more in control than what you think. You don't have to be a victim of circumstances. You don't have to be a victim of other people's whims. How many of you guys are Dave Ramsey fans here today? I love Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey says that you have to tell your money in advance where it's going to go. We call that a budget. We call that a spending plan. He says every dollar has to have a name before it gets spent. And the reason I bring this up is because I found out that the principles of stewardship of our money are basically the same thing of our time. We need to tell, just like our money, we need to decide in advance how we are going to spend our day. We decide today what I'm going to do tomorrow. I decide today what this week is going to look like. I decide today where I'm going to be heading for this upcoming month, and I am going to predetermine how that is going to be spent. But before we talk about uh, this plan that gets us there, and we have to have a plan, a spending plan to be able to move forward. Otherwise, you just have to be satisfied with what you get. And most of you aren't satisfied with that. Before we just dive in to talk about how do we get that plan, let me just talk a little bit further about the why. And that brings us here to the second thing that you need to do in order to create the time for things that really matter, and it's this. you got to learn to put the big rocks in first. How many of you have ever seen this little illustration or have heard it talked about of big rocks? Can I see your hand? Okay, not all of you. Great. Those of you who know it, you know it's important enough. You won't mind hearing it again because it is powerful. And for those of you who haven't, let me just describe it to you. I first heard about this by Stephen Covey's team many years ago as they were talking about time management, and it impacted me so much that I created the same visual at home just to remind this of me. I've got this glass jar with these different size rocks sitting in it on my credenza just to remind me that I gotta get the big rocks in each and every day, and if I don't, it's on me. What are the big rocks? All right, here we go. They pull out this, this table. And they pull out underneath it a glass jar and take out another container underneath it. And it is filled with these larger rocks about the size of your fist. And they begin to put it into this jar, saying, this is your day. We're putting stuff into it. And they began to massage these rocks around to get them to the place where they could maximize how many they get in. And after it looks like they filled that sucker up all the way to the top, they asked the crowd, and he says, does it look like the glass jar is full? Everybody unanimously said, yep, don't think you can get any more in. Reaches underneath the cart, pulls out another container with pea gravel. And everybody kind of rolls their eyes like, all right, you tricked me once. And he starts pouring in this pea gravel and starts shaking a little bit, and that pea gravel sifts down between all these larger voids in between these larger rocks. After he gets all the pea gravel in there, he says, is it full? Well, nobody at this point is willing to answer, and good, good reason. He pulls out another container filled with sand, and he starts pouring the sand in there, and amazingly, this sand, it's, it's, it's incredible how much goes in there, filling up all of these smaller spaces in between the big rocks, the pea gravel, but eventually it gets filled up all the way to the top, can't get any more. Are we full now? Before they could answer, reaches under, pulls one last container out filled with water. And what appears to be chuck full, it's amazing how much water he could pour into this 
that it was filling up all of these imperceptible microscopic spaces in between that. And eventually the water comes all the way to the brim, starts running over, and he says, all right, are we full now? And except for those who are quantum physicists, you know, most people were saying, yeah, I think we got it filled up. He said, all right, so what do we learn from this? And every time that you present this to somebody, to, a, to an audience, there's going to be some young, enthusiastic person who is really just a, ready to burn up everything and just jumps up and says, no matter how full your day is, there's always room to cram something else in it. Guys, that is exactly my attitude 35 years ago. When I got into time management, all I wanted to do was more. I wanted to figure out how I could get more into my day. It was all about efficiency. But it didn't take me very long to figure out there was only so much day. I could only get so much in. And I came to the realization that it is not the how much that really matters. It's the what that matters. So the true moral of the big rocks is this. If you don't put the big rocks in first, they ain't getting in. And big rocks for our purposes today are the things that matter most. It's our priorities, true priorities. For me, it's my relationship with God, as I'm sure it is with you. It's my family. Over the last number of years, it has become an even greater importance for me to take care of my physical health. I want to go the long haul. I can't do it the same way that I did when I was younger. I had to change. That's become more of a priority. Emotional health is more important to me today. I've got to create time for that. But sadly, the things that matter the most too often just get squeezed out by other things first. We let other distractions get in the way. We end up browsing on the web too long. We ding-dong around with this. We get in conversations with this person, and they might have value. But they're squeezing out the things. And if you don't make a plan and put those big things in first, your day's going to be full. But it's going to be full with the little stuff. And that's why you end up at the end of the day saying, man, I was busier than all get out, but what in the heck just happened? I don't have anything to really, really show for it. So you got to put the big rocks in first. That's why you need a plan. Now, we got to get these big rocks into our schedule. And that brings us to the third step I want to talk with you about today. You're going to have to create a master weekly calendar. Guys, this is the absolute best tool that I have in my toolbox to get the big rocks in each and every week, each and every day. And the reason I talk in terms of a week is I have found that the best unit of time for planning is the week. It's cyclical. God created everything in a week. You can't just plan and just say it every day is going to look the same. It's not. But for the most part, the things that you say are truly important in your life, they're going to have to happen once or more times in the course of a week. And so it's best to talk in terms of a week whenever you are planning this out. Now, most of us have a calendar. I'm sure that you've got things down. You've got important meetings and other things that have to be done, and they govern a big part of our lives. But I don't want to talk in terms of just your regular calendar right now. I'm talking more of a template. And here's what I want you to understand about the Master Weekly Calendar is this. The Master Weekly Calendar is less about what you do and more about who you want to become. 
You're going to have to calendar those little things that if you continue to do them are going to take you to the desired result. Understand this, little things done consistently over a long period of time can end up with some pretty great results. So what do you want to become? We want to stack the deck and we want to figure out what activities are going to get me to where I want to be. I want to figure out what do I need to do to help me to become a better husband, a better dad. I want to become healthier. I want to become less stressed for the people in my life. I want to grow spiritually. So what would it take for me to do every day or every week? And if I stacked up those things that are going to end up getting me to the place that I want, that, my friend, is a big rock. And that needs to be in every week. That's what's going to get you to the place that you ultimately want. And that's what the Master Weekly Calendar is all about. You block out time for these non-negotiables. You start off here with blocking out the biggest block there is the one we call work. I mean, that's non-discretionary as long as you want to get a paycheck or whatever. So we block that out right away. But I'm not going to talk about work today. I want to talk about all the other time around that that you have control of. You allocate time. You block that stuff out for things like a morning routine, as Mark referred to earlier. Time with your spouse. Date time once a week. Family time once a week, where you can have a couple of hours just to rally the troops and let's do something fun and build memories each and every week, not once a year, where we say, wow, wasn't that a great night that we had a long time ago? Special time with one of your kids on a weekly basis. So important. So this Master Weekly Calendar is this template that allows you to block time for these big rocks. You put them in first, and everything else has got to fit in around it. Otherwise, I guarantee you it is going to fill up with all of that other junk. And by the way, if you like this little form, there's nothing high-powered about it. It's just a simple spreadsheet. But I've got it, uh, it and a number of other things I'm going to give you here in just a moment or allow you to download them from my website, and you'll be able to put it to practice right away today. All right, so this gets the big rocks into the week, but now we got to get them into the day. And this is one of my favorite parts of the whole talk this morning, and that is number four, you've got to commit to an energizing morning routine. And do not turn me off right now just because you have accepted that you were not a morning person. I'm going to make you a morning person. And I won't have to make you. You are going to fall in love with this if you will just dip your toe in the water just a little bit. Guys, do not neglect or underestimate the power of this time. Out of all of the years that I have studied and, and gathered up little productivity tips, and man, there's a bunch of them and they're fun. Number one, I'll have to admit, based on Psalm 90, is fellowship with God. That's the most important thing. So assuming that's it... What's the best piece of advice I can give you today for your productivity, for great energy, to get things done, to get it happening? It's this, create a morning routine. And the reason is, is because the way you start your day determines its finish. The way you start your day determines its success. How you start is how you're going to end. And there are too many guys too many people in general who start each and every day in a rush. 
and it's a shame. I've been guilty of it myself. We are conditioned to hit that snooze button as many times as possible, which is an amazing thing if you think about it. You determined last night what time to get up, but doggone it, I don't want to do it. And so we just keep hitting that sucker over and over again until the very last possible minute you get up, you get dressed in a hurry, you grab a cup of coffee, maybe you grab a a breakfast bar or a donut or something else on your way out the door just so that you can jump in your car and squeeze into morning rush hour, sitting around watching everybody else. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands today. And don't groan, and we won't know who you are. But if that's you who starts off your day that way, guys, let me just tell you, because I love you, you deserve better than that. There is a better way, and it's not that tough, and it's not that far away. Remember, the best time to tune the instrument is before the concert. You don't have to be a musician to understand that. We all appreciate Andy or Jordan showing up on a weekend and coming out and their golden voices take off, but what if their guitar just sounded a little funky? And they apologize at the end and just say, guys, I just got to let you know, I rushed in here, I got caught up in stuff, I apologize, I didn't get it tuned up, but don't worry about it, I got it for the next service. You'd be saying, well, what's that all about? You got to tune the instrument first thing in the morning. You need a morning routine so that you can get some of these big rocks in your day first before it ends up going sideways, and then all you're left with is regret at the end of the day. You know you're well-intentioned. I'm going to get my Bible reading in. Doggone it, i got to get going. I'll do it tonight when I get home. Oh, man, I missed my morning workout session. That's all right. I'll catch it a little later on, and you know the end of that story. By the time you get home, you're either tired, you've got the kids, you've got something else, and that's why those things don't happen. So you got to do this first thing in the morning. Here's the things that I would suggest that you build into it. Number one, solitude. You don't want to start off in a rush. You need to start off and set the tone for your day. Peace, it gives you so much of a sense of control, just getting up. Now, you might not live in a lake like this, but I have this feeling every morning when I go into my study. Turn on a low light, be able to worship God a little bit, to sit quiet. This is what I feel like. That's going to give you the edge. It may be the only time you feel it that day, so by golly, you deserve it right now to set the tone for the rest of the day. You need to set a mental attitude. And I love this picture. I don't know if Sam's here today. It looks like Sam Ferris to me, doesn't it to you? I just thought it was great. But Sam's a good one on this because he personifies what I want to talk about, what this picture shows, is just envisioning yourself, taking some time, setting your mental attitude each and every morning that I am going to meet every challenge and every opportunity with confidence, with optimism today, and that doesn't happen just because you hope it's going to happen. You've got to plant that in here. It takes a few moments to set that tone in your day. We need spiritual inspiration. Pastor Witt said last, last month, we want this to be our best year yet. It's got to be our best year spiritually. This is the time, guys, this is the most important thing, taking time to get with God and His Word each and every day, to have a little time in prayer, to read some other inspirational books, have a little time to meditate, to be still, to know that He's God, to hear His quiet, still voice. We need to carve that time out. We need some time for exercise, and I don't mean it has to be your full body workout, but you got to get your body energized. I don't care if it's just a brisk 10-minute walk. 
do some push-ups, a little yoga, whatever it is. Get the blood pumping. Get energized. First thing I did today was hit my face with three splashes of cold water. I mean, it'll light you up. And do I get excited about it? Not really, but I'm glad about it after I do it. So, you got to get moving. Time for reflection. Every day needs a little bit of time to learn from yesterday's lessons. And one of the best things you can do is to keep a journal to record what you have learned, what you're feeling. You don't really know what it is that's going on up here until you take time to reduce it to paper. You need a little time to journal each and every day. And then finally, you just need to get ready for the day. You need some time to shower, to get dressed, to eat a good breakfast, spend some time with your family. And guys, if you're not good at eating a good breakfast, let me just get on my soapbox here just for a moment. You owe it to your body to give it the fuel that it needs for the morning. Don't rip it off. Make a change. Make some kind of effort here to do yourself a little bit of a favor. But here's the main point out of all of this stuff, guys. You will never be at your best for those that you love or for your vocation if you start off the day rushed. you got to carve out a little bit of time. You can't control everything in your day, but you can control the first part of it. And that's what becomes so addictive. Even if you just get up and say, I'm going to give 15 to 30 minutes here today, I guarantee you're going to end up becoming an addict like me, and it's going to grow to an hour, to an hour and a half, to two hours, because it just feels that good, and it's going to give you the energy and the focus that you need for that day. I'm going to give you a recommendation here in just a moment. It's a book called The Miracle Morning. It will light you up and revolutionize your time in the morning like nothing else that I know of. I'm going to give you a link to it on my webpage here in just a moment. So let's quickly summarize these four steps again today. Number one, remember, you got all the time that you need to do what God wants you to do, the things that matter the most. Number two, you got to put the big rocks in first or they're not getting in. You have to proactively allocate time for the big rocks to prevent those little dinky things from needlessly stealing your time. Number three, we have to create a master weekly calendar and use that template to schedule out blocks of time for the things that matter, for activities that when you do these things over and over and over again are going to help you to become the man that you were created to be and that your family needs for you to be. And number four, commit to an early morning routine. Start the day on purpose, with a purpose, so that you can maximize your focus, your energy, give yourself the edge that you need that day for the things that really matter. Now, real quick, I just want to tell you, I told you a moment ago I was going to give you some stuff, and uh, we're going to skip through this real quick here. i have running out of time, but we have learned today again that uh, no matter how much time starved you think that you are, we figured out there's hope for you. You don't have to be a victim of circumstances. You really can determine how you can spend your day. We've talked about making sure that real priorities get done and how you can create a master weekly template to spend your time. And we want to do this so that we can start our day right each and every day. So here are the bonuses that I told you about. I want you to jot this website down. It's kirbyanderson.com forward slash time. Now, you're going to have to type this into your browser. There's no menu that you can go to for this. I created it just for you guys today. 
And in order to get this, you've got you to gotta spell my name right. It's Anderson with an S-E-N, thank you. I'm of Danish heritage and proud of it, so don't mess with it. KirbyAnderson.com, E-N, forward slash time. And if you'll go there, guys, you'll be able to download a complete set of notes that we talked about today in case you said, what was it again that he said at that point? Got it all laid out for you. Also, you can download a template and instructions and an example of this Master Weekly Calendar so that you can begin to work on it today and over this weekend to get started right away. I've got an example of my own schedule up there. Don't freak out. It's about two and a half hours long, and it's just because I love this stuff. I love it. I love feeling like, oh my gosh, nobody can touch me right now. So just get started where you're at, and I'll promise you it'll grow. And you're also going to find a link to that book, The Miracle Morning, on there, as well as a number of other resources that you can keep on your short list for other things that will help move you forward. But I also want to tell you this, if you like this stuff, I crank out weekly content on marriage and parenting and personal development and health each and every week. And if you'd like to get that in your email inbox, you can sign up on there. And by doing so, you can download this free PDF called Seven Ways to Supercharge Your Family This Week. I think it'll move you guys forward in a great way. Those are just some gifts for you today, just because I love you and want to help you to move forward and become the guy that you want to be. The other thing on there, Mark says that I, you know, I do coach guys, and if you're at a place where you feel like you've just stagnated a little bit, need a trusted friend to help move you forward, there'll be some details on there of what that's all about. But guys, it's been a pleasure to spend time with you today. And uh, you guys are the best. I hope that this has motivated you. I hope that it's got the engines revved up a little bit. And most importantly, I hope it's been helpful to you to help move you forward to live better, to love more, and to leave the legacy that God intended for you. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate each and every one of you.